sounds like a gentleman. Oh, yes, hello. We're going to sex. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch! I need to get drunk. This is fucking horseshit. Goodbye to the people who love me. Something about the girl. If you're not suffering, you're not learning. That's it, bro. The suffering means everything. Do me a favor. Take a knife, stab yourself in it. <laughs> no, just I'm just spoke you were telling me about this amazing game called disco elysium top three all time so after you and i spoke the very next day i went to my wife and i said i need this game i wanted it before but now i need it to which she complied thank great you, wife thank, thank you, you. Wife. Man, I'll tell you what, like, I was hooked on this game from, like, the open. From where, like, you're laying in bed and, you know, your limbic system, like, you were talking about, like, the limbic system's talking to you and it's like, stay in the void. Stay here. It's nice here. Why do you want to exist? And it's like, wow. Why shouldn't I exist? Right. And then it tells you why you shouldn't exist. Right. And it's really convincing. That's the good part. <laughs> but, like, this game is, like, a combination of, like, to me, like, Detective Story meets D&D. &D. And, like, doing the white checks and the red checks, like, you feel, like, amazing when you do, like, a red check and you pass. And it's, like, success... You were able to do this. Like, when you're talking about the hangman thing. And where you're doing the search of the body. And it's like, you can feel a hole in the back of the skull. Do you want to try and go deeper? That's what I was hoping you would do. There's a lot of stuff I left out when I was... You know, doing my goofy voice acting, which I don't... I feel like I didn't do it justice. <laughs> but I feel like I wanted to set a scene to kind of gauge your interest. And, like, with that game, like, so much of it is based in... Especially with the red and the white checks. Mm -hmm. It's all based in... Not chance, but it's based in failure. Like, just kind of punching a brick wall, and then all of a sudden, it moves a little bit. Right. That's what really, like, when you talk about a gameplay loop that gets its hooks in you, like, okay, so I need to keep going back and just keep poking and prodding at people. That's the detective part, and the way that this game does that, it, like, it sucked me in big time. Yeah. Although I couldn't get the tell me who you are, dead man, I couldn't get that roll to go through. Like, every single time I fucking tried it, it just... Tell me about when you got to the, the hanged man, dude. So the hanged man was interesting, because... 
like I got like a little bit of text or like pretext from you in your summation of it last week when we talked. But like seeing it and like just them describing it and like one of the white checks that you do is you gotta try not to throw up. Which I thought was kind of fucking interesting. So it's like legendary first time. White check fails. You fucking heave. I don't know if you fucking were able to do it first time. It took me three times. Okay, that's the same amount it took me. So then they're like, go get some ammonia. Ammonia will help. Okay. So I go find the ammonia. Try it again. White check fail. Son of a bitch. And then the third time, you know, I passed it. And they're like, okay, it's time to get him down. It's like, fuck. So what do I do here? And, you know, Kim fucking pulls out his gun. He tries it. And he's like, yeah, he completely misses, whips it. I don't know. Did you try? Did you shoot him down too? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you get it the first time? Yes, I did. Me too. Did you did you close one eye to to aim? Yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> you and I did the same thing. And hand eye coordination is helpful. Yeah, but like, just like some of the interesting shit, like the game, like, and like it leads you down false paths too. Yeah, where it's like, you know, your, you know, your logic tells you one thing, and then all of a sudden your fucking dramatic side or your authority side is like no fuck that you're gonna fucking show this dude what's up you're not gonna think logically you're gonna fucking pull your goddamn gun out and start waving it at people and it's like whoa this is wild like this game has like replay value like after I'm done with this like I chose the thinker personality type okay which leans more towards intelligence but like I would do the route that you did next time where I would have, like, a balance between the intelligence, the psych, all that shit. Yeah, for me, when I did my character build, I knew right off the bat I wasn't going to do one of the preset. Because it seemed to me, just based on everything I saw, you needed to sort of just be well-rounded in a lot of different shit. The same, I took the same approach when it comes to cyberpunk. But, like, in a, I wanted to get this out on the last time we recorded, but I just forgot because I was just so geeky. <laughs> Despite not having any cosmetic changes available, this character creation, all mental, all personality based, fucking annihilates right. cyberpunk. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. And like, the thing is, like, what's cool is like, your guy's supposed to just look like mega dumpy. Like, super dumb. And, like, the first thing where you, like, wipe off the mirror and you see your reflection. And you got, like, this fucking creepy-ass smile on your face. And it's like, go ahead and do a white check and see if you can fucking get the expression off your face. Oh, yeah, it's a legendary one, so good luck. I was never able to get it off. So, I don't think it ever comes off. Well, the thing is, is, like, it's like fucking... You know, and that's the thing, like, that's that's where it goes back to D&D. Is you're rolling two, two D6s, which are six-sided dice. And then you're doing modifiers on top of that. So, like, if you have, you know, you do the, you do the, the thoughts. 
and then it does boost to empathy or boost to composure or whatever. And then you can buy clothes to give you stat boosts or stat buffs as we call them in fucking D&D. But you got to buff the shit out of somebody and then you get the fucking mod. But like if it's a fucking 18, you got to get a fucking pair of box cars and you got to get a fucking plus six modifier on top of that. Good luck. That's not fucking happening. Like that's like rolling a nat 20 in D&D. It happens, but it's rare. Which comes down to when you asked me earlier, if I boosted stats or thoughts, mm. for me, like the thought thing was really compelling because the thoughts would, for the most part, the ones that I chose ended up affecting me negatively, which was weird. I thought that I would get more achievements or trophies by gaining more thoughts, so I was picking ones that would like take stuff away from me. So at a certain point, I stacked all my thoughts and just left them. I didn't forget them. I just left them the way they were. And then switched back over to stat boosting anything that I saw that I failed in terms of... Um, like visual calculus is a big one. Conceptualization is a huge one. For me, the shivers one is like the main thing. Like you will get most story out of the shivers. It opens the game up huge. Now let me ask. Let me ask you a question. The dice maker. Yeah. Were you able to suss anything out of her? We spoke only about the doomed commercial area, and she gave me a gift in terms of police-colored dye. Did you get both of them? Yeah. I didn't. I have my fucking hand-eye coordination, like, buffed to shit, and I still failed the roll. So she went to throw me the dice. You only caught one? And I only caught the red one. The blue one disappeared. That's fucking crazy. I sold the fucking red dye, though. Oh, wait, no, I kept it. I kept it. You should keep them, because they help you with the white checks. They add, like, an extra boost to, like, the chance aspect. Oh, okay. Which you don't... If you have, you have to go in and read it, it doesn't tell you right off the bat. Even though it comes up as a pawnable item, you have to read the little paragraph to realize, oh, this, I should probably hang on to this one. Yeah, because I, I went to sell it at the pawn shop because... I'm trying to, like, I know I'm butted up against the $20 a night fucking hotel bill. Which, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Oh, yeah. But, um, I was up against that and then, like, was right getting ready to sell it. And all of a sudden it's like, note, you may want to hold on to this. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll hold on to it. So I just fucking sold, like, a postcard and some other shit. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. So... I know we jumped ahead a big time, but let's go back to, okay, character creation. This went, is, this, it's just so exciting. It's just such a great game. You went to Thinker Route. Yes. The game starts. Yes. You see the quote about the Furies? Yep. Which, by the way, when I started, after I finished the game, I started doing research on people who made it. The original title for Disco Elysium was called No Truce with the Furies. Which is a fucking badass name right? to begin with. But that was what it was called. So after the quote, then you talk with ancient reptilian brain and limbic system. You wake up, you get your shoe, you talk to Clausia, the lady. What did you say to her? 
<laughs> I was trying to smooth talk her. And as a thinker, like, your fucking... Your uh, psych stats are shit. You start off as a one. So I asked her if she wanted to make some fuck. Legitimate, legitimate like, direct quote. Would you like to make some fuck? She <laughs>, laughs at you. And she's like, I'm sorry, could you repeat what you said? <laughs> and it literally is, the only option is, I said, would you like to make some fuck? She laughs at you again, and she's like, no, I'll pass. And then she walks back to her room. What a king. What a oh, ch- dude. Would you like to make some fuck? A, like I told you, um, that's not disco is going to fucking enter my lexicon, like, immediately. Yeah, I think the one I'm going to use is, like, my soul is immense. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when you fail the checks, like, some of the shit that they, like, pick for you to say is just, like, so fucking ridiculous. You're like, I don't want to pick any of these options. And it's like, no, you made this bed. Now you're going to fucking lie in it. Yeah, it's all based... It's like a majority of it is stooped in embarrassment. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't really... I had a question, but it's kind of gone. I'm just going to stare at the water now. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> well, like, I had one... Stupidly, I tried to fucking go up against Measurehead. Oh, my big racist man. Yep. And, like, you, like, challenge him to a fight, and it's a white check, and it's like, yeah, you failed that shit miserably. So what are you going to fucking say to him? Actually, no, the best one was the fucking Hardy Boys. So you're far. Yeah. Okay. So I'm talking to the fucking Hardy Boys, and it's like, you have to impose your authority over them. Yeah, you want to level that shit up. Went for the check, failed the check immensely. So it's like, what are you going to do now, tough guy? Tried everything. The last option was, Kim, give me your gun. Like, all right. And Kim's like, okay, here's my gun. Be shout careful. Out, shout out to Kim. Yeah, be careful. It's loaded. My fucking dumbass. It's like, point it at them or put the gun in your mouth. Your, empath- or your empathetic side. No, it was not the empathetic. It was the authority side. It's like, put the gun in your mouth. Okay. All right. So I put the gun in my mouth. Kim's like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't worry about it. I got this. And like, <laughs> the Hardy Boys are like, what the fuck is this asshole doing? The old black guy, the, the one that doesn't say anything. So the option I chose was, I'm going to start counting down. Five, four. All of a sudden, the old black guy's like, yeah, you're not going to fucking do it. Three, two, one. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Kim, here's your gun back. And they're like, yeah, I thought so. You're not going to fucking do it, you pussy. And all of a sudden, the black guy's like, oh, no, he'll do it. Eventually. He might not do it right now, but he's just got that kind of face. And I'm like, yeah, dude. That's fucked up. The writing in this game is so hardcore. Like, there was never a moment when I was like, ah, skip this. I don't, like, I was in it. In it. The entire time. Well, like, Kate's big thing was... She's like, I, this is a lot of reading. And I'm like, well, first off, I'm used to a lot of reading. I play visual novels. That's like my thing. It's voice acted, though. Yeah. I guess in the original. It's not. It's not. It's just all reading. They, 
I guess the team, and I should correct myself, the guy who wrote the novel, the guy in charge of the tabletop game, which also was based on the world that Disco Elysium takes place in, and there's also a novel that he wrote in the same world that Disco Elysium takes place in, which is called Sacred and Terrible Air. Might have to read that. Cause... It's in Estonian. They're from Estonia. But they're going to have an English translation, I think, next year. All right, let's go. I'm rating that shit. But the guy's right. name is Robert Kurvitz. He wrote over 500,000 lines of dialogue. Yeah. There's over a million yep. in the game. Yep. And he wrote half of it. So Mad Genius, yeah. Well, and this guy, the narrator, is like some jazz musician. Right. I can't remember his name right now, but he is... It's like Lewis something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, all these people are like my favorite voice actors now. But like, his voice is like hypnotizing. Like, I can listen to that guy, like, it's something about his voice where like, he could put me to sleep. And not like in a bad way, like it would just be like, it's very relaxing. It's relaxing and then he says weird stuff. Right. It, it pulls you out of that, that lull moment. That lull, yeah. Like, we're going to sing this place to shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that that art shit. Give me more of that. <laughs> like, like what? I like the sire things when he's like, they're not lying to a sire. But like, <laughs> anytime, anytime it does that, you're like, I don't know if I believe you. I think you're kind of being a little bit sardonic to me right now. But they, they lie to you. Some oh, yeah. of them, some of them lie to you. Some of them do not. Like when they speak, this is not a good idea. That's when they're telling you the truth. That's the part that took me a while to pick up on. Like, some of them lie to you to boost your ego. Some of them are like, no, do not do what that guy just said. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now, one thing, one thing that is very challenging with this game is I've already had, like, five game overs because of morale. As you're searching... The streets. Are you going lo- like going through looking at drawers? Mm-hmm. And because when I played, at a certain point, I. I had like five of each item, like healing item, like the magnesium and all that shit. I had I was like stacked. So you'll get to a point where you're stacked, but, you know. What day are you on? I guess that's the main question. Now you're on day two. So you're okay. So you're you're far in some parts, but not in others. That's interesting, because the I guess to answer your to go back to the thing about paying for rent every night, you don't have to after Wednesday. Okay. So you're on Tuesday. So after Wednesday, once they fix the bridge, you don't have to sleep at the Whirling. You can sleep okay. somewhere else in the in the village. Did they mention the fishing village yet? They have. And I gotta go there. I have some interrogations I have to do over on that side of the... The Majam. Have you met the old lady in the wheelchair? Yes. The zoologist. How... How was your conversation with her? Okay. Until, like, the end. And then everything kind of just went sideways. She gave me a green gorilla pen. And then what happened there? She, like, educated me on the history of, like, where I was and when, what time it was and, 
Like, at the end, she, like, grew, like, really worried about my mental health. Did she ask you to find her husband? No. Keep talking to her. Okay. You want to meet the husband? Okay. Um, so, you didn't have the opportunity to talk to the, ha- the, to the dead man. No. But you, you reached into his face. Yes. What'd you find? A bullet. Okay. Cool. So, in terms of the plot, do you have a theory yet? Or are you still just kind of getting fucking shit washed over? I'm kind of like mirroring things out right now. Yeah. Like, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust White Pines. I don't trust fucking... I especially don't trust fucking Dirtbag that's head of the fucking dock dock workers union. That shit was a fucking endurance test, goddammit. So, okay. Did you meet Mr. Clare? Yes. Everard Clare. Now, did you get to the part when he talks about your name? Yes. So you know your name now? I do. Okay, Harry. Harry Dubois. You are a good man, Harry. Yeah, Harry Dubois. (laughs) So I learned that. Like, I kept, like, getting, like, little pieces, like, when you find your fucking... I found my portfolio. I found my little binder. You got the ledger? Yep. Oh, I found it in the dumpster. Did you inspect it? Yep. The whole thing? Yep. Did you find a hidden compartment? Yeah, couldn't get that open. Failed to roll on that one. Oh, shit. You want to keep trying that one? Okay. Yeah. I uh, was able to find out how many arrests I've had, kill count, all that stuff. How fucking cool is that? Right? I I, I mean, that's freaking dope as shit. Like the watermark, you have to like shine it against the light of the truck. The headlights, yep. Did you call the station and talk to Alex? <laughs> I called the station. Yeah, that didn't go well. <laughs> that didn't go well at all. Why? So I called the station on the first day. And that was before I like learned my identity and all that stuff. And I reported my gun missing. I reported my badge missing. And like... That's all personality stuff, which my guy's intelligence boosted, not personality boosted. So, like, every white check I'd fail. And they'd be like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot, fucking world-class fucking cop out there, fucking losing his gun, losing his badge. What else did he fucking lose? And the, the one guy's like, did he lose his, did he lose his wiener? And the fucking operator's like, he wants to know if you lost your wiener. I'm like, I'm hanging up this conversation now. Bye. Like, so when I played, I was doing just sort of like going in circles, checking, more looking for recycling, trying to figure out, I need some fucking money. Yeah. There's a moment when I'm like by the benches when the shivers takes over. And you'll notice when you're walking, you'll just have like a thought appear, yep. the white ring. And yep. like, I stop everything, click. And then your part of your brain, part of your symbiote starts talking to you. It's like, that's the moment before I even called the station that I heard Sean McMahon and all those guys talking shit about me. Then when I meet Kim later to call, then I find out that those are my guys at the station and they were fucking talking shit about me to my, over the radio with me and they're talking shit about me before. So I'm like, oh man, how long have I been like this? Right. That's the craziest shit. So, did you talk to Sylvie? Yep. Did you try to ask her out like I did? I did. <laughs> did not go well. Yeah, you, 
You um you have a I think once you meet the the boat lady, you could probably ask her out, but you you get like a lot of negative feedback if Kim is there with you. Have you tried to like tell Kim to fuck off so you could go do stuff by yourself? You can. I felt bad doing it. I'm like, no, I'll just keep him around. Or like, I'm tired. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then it's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Let me go be creepy. Well, like, I just got done talking to the boat lady, to Joyce. I'm talking about a different boat lady. Oh, okay. You can't really go out with Joyce. But there's another boat lady. She's like a net picker. That's uh, Lillian. You'll meet her on after Wednesday when all the shit opens up. When the real shit opens up. This ain't even... This ain't just the beginning. But like the Hardy Boys, that's the one I mentioned in the last episode that took me four, five, six, seven times to keep fucking coming back with more authority, more empathy. Like, hey, hey, what about this? I just found out this. What the fuck? Like, you have to break those dudes down. But you're going to need to break them down because when the shit hits... When it turns into Inglorious Bastards time, like we were texting about, <laughs> that's when you need some shit built up. Like, friendships built up. Kind of like Mass Effect 2 style. Like, if you, you gotta go through, you gotta build some loyalty, because shit's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen quick. You're not gonna be ready for it. And I wasn't, I was getting ready to go sing karaoke, and all of a sudden, I'm in like a Mexican standoff, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening now? Like, this. Another thing that, bam, hits you over the head, dude. So is this like the bloodbath that she was, that Joyce was talking about? Where she's like, it's going to be a bloodbath if we don't get this shit straight. That's exactly what she's talking about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. But, like, the way that it plays out, it can, there's so many different paths and avenues, dude. It's like a 25-minute sequence. Like, you can go down so many directions. It's not a spoiler to talk about it. All I can say is just build up loyalty... And just stat up. Talk everybody's ear off, get the XP, and stat up. But that's the best part. Once you get to that shit, and then you start to roll the white checks, and like, like in the heat of the moment when the roll hits, you're like, oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? Because it's, it, it gets tense. It gets fucking super tense. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you go White Pines, or did you go Union? Or did you stay the fuck out of it? I played both sides. Okay. You get more XP. You find out more about each one. And what's even crazier, you can straight up tell them what you're doing, and they're like, oh, I see what you're doing. Cool. Like, they don't give a fuck. That's the even crazier part. Like, there's some things I didn't tell Everard that I was doing, but I told Joyce everything. Because she, for me, she wouldn't work with me until I found my badge, and I didn't have it. So I had to tell her everything just to get her to trust me. See, that's weird because I didn't have my badge when I did this shit. Yeah. But I found out about the drug ring. So, after I fucking went around and fucking learned about the drug ring shit, so you then she talked to me. So, you interviewed the drivers? Yep. Okay. So, that's cool because you, you're starting with a boosted intelligence. And that's what I think puts you down that path faster. That's fucking cool, dude. This game is such a weird mismatch of like, yeah. like, just everything you level up can just put you on a totally different path. So like, we're playing two different, like we're we're going through two different TV shows. Mm-hmm. 
Same universe. Same universe. Two different storylines. Yeah. It's like a multiverse. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because the... Like I said, if it requires emotional intelligence, my guy just ain't it. He's not doing it. Yeah, if you're fucking with Hardy Boys, you gotta boost up authority. And, you know, Kim, Kim's my guy. Like, he... Keep him by your side unless you want to ask out the, the boat lady. But otherwise, keep him around because he's a good... He's a, a lot of the funny shit comes from him, too. <laughs> well, like, a lot of it's just, like, Kim looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, I'm embarrassed to be around you. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, like, when I was first interviewing... Wait, I forgot. You shot down the hangman. I did. Please tell me you high-fived... My friend Kim. Oh yeah, I sure did. Thank God. I did. I high fived, and we also went for the low five too. And we got we got both of those. So with the equip the aces high. Did. Cool. So I, you're on the right path because, like I said, he's one of the guys. At least you can get a trophy for having him hate your guts. Uh-huh. But I think it's better to just have him on your good side. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one thing, though, is that when I went to interview Joyce, he's like, I want you to be, like, crazy, super aloof, man. Do what you do. Yeah. Say your weird shit. Okay. And then, like, we got done with the interview. We got halfway done with the interview, and, like, we're starting to game plan shit. And he's like, detective? A word? I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? You did nothing we talked about. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice that, like, when he's pissed, he calls you officer. Yeah. But when he's, like, on your side, he calls you detective. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he fucking pulled me aside, and he's like, we were told, we we, we agreed that we were going to tell her nothing, and you're fucking just telling her everything. Shut up. Stop being stupid. No. <clears throat> so you but, so you met Measurehead. Did you go through the entire dialogue tree where he calls you, like, a ham sandwich race? Yes. That shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was like, am I a ham sandwich? <laughs> but, have you failed out on morale yet? Like, have you gotten morale to zero yet? I, well, when you hit zero, if you have an item, you can, like, last stand heal. So I've always, I never zeroed out and didn't have anything as a backup. Oh, well, bless your heart. But, I leveled up Volition periodically, so morale goes up. Yeah. So at the at the height, I had like my morale was like six, and health was at six based on the clothes and the shit I was leveling up. Well, I have to fucking my cap is three. You gotta boost that shit, bro. Yeah. But, so since you've never experienced the zero morale, so what happens is is that your fucking logic kicks in and it goes, well at least you're able to still form sentences. That's good. But all the dialogue options are, fuck this, fuck you, fuck this job. So, like, the one was like, I can't fucking do this anymore, I quit. And then all of a sudden it goes to a newspaper heading and it says, um, detective quits job for, it's like conceptual realism or something like that. Really? And then it's game over. Wow. Wow. I never had any newspaper clippings when I played. Yeah, the first one I failed out was when you're trying to get your coat and you do the jump. Oh. 
And my my Savoir Faire was not up. Savoir Faire is a piece of shit. Yeah. I had that at, like, level two the entire time. I didn't even fuck with Savoir Faire. <laughs> but, like, I went to do the fucking jump, and then all of a sudden... You straight up died? He stops. Because you failed the roll. Oh. So I failed the roll. He stops. And I took a morale hit, and I had already taken a morale hit earlier. And, uh... All of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it won't let me do anything. And I hit the dialogue box, and that's when it came up. But I've had that, like, happen, like, five times now. Where it's like, I'm a piece of shit. Fuck this. This is stupid. And then it just fucking bails you out. Takes you back to the main menu. Huh. I've only had one damage to my actual health. That's more physical, like, trying to kick down doors. And, like, if you're not strong enough, or if you can't lift, like... Like, you'll see, like, you'll be walking through and there's, like, a gym, like, an abandoned gym. And I'm going to try to pick up this barbell and it's like, oh, <laughs> your health goes down. Like, like, goofy shit. Well, and that was, like, one of the fucking, the physical instrument checks. Yeah. It was like, this barbell doesn't look too heavy. You could totally pick it up. And I'm like, fuck that. doesn't have any collars on it. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, fuck that. No, this thing doesn't have any collars on it. I'm going to fucking pick this thing up. I'm going to drop the fucking weights on my foot break the shit out of my foot nah yeah my my recommendation just to just to sort of beef beef up morale put points in volition put points in authority so that way you can start chilling with uh with kim on a higher level and you can start fucking with the hardy boys to progress that storyline because you won't be able to get far with them without higher authority but otherwise this sounds totally different than the way i was playing so i'm fucking intrigued <laughs> massively intrigued <laughs> But yeah, I would agree. Like, this game's definitely, like, top three for sure. Like, brilliant writing, like, engaging gameplay. And, like, just how you can roll through shit. Like, it gives you multiple options to get through it. There's no wrong anything. No. Now, when you first met Everard, did you take the giant novelty check from him? Yes, I did. So did I. I accidentally sold it like a dumbass to fucking, not the pawn shop. I forget where I fucking put it, but I fucking didn't can, sell it to the original place. You can cash it out at the, the store, uh, Frita. Frita. But I, I took jobs from Everard. I was doing work, so people were calling me like Union Lapdog, like fucking do it. Because, who you know, he gives you tidbits about your missing shit and your missing name. And you find out a lot about the world through him but at a certain point you don't really need to do too much as far as like odd jobs for him but they're all interesting they're all like engaging like every there's never there was never a boring part in the entire fucking three weeks i played this game did you take the mug out of the dumpster oh yeah did you break into the apartment yeah did you go in yeah i didn't tell them i'd go in no, neither did I. No. Did you compare the mug? Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we followed the same path on that one. Yeah. <laughs> did, but you, did, you try any, uh, did you try any of that communism shit? Or did you get any things about like about women being in the kitchen, like any of the weird fashion? Yes. How out of left field is that shit? Yeah, it's like the woman should be back in the fucking kitchen. I'm like, 
God damn. Like all the weird umlauts, like, hello, brother. Yeah. Women. I'm like, what? Weemon. What is that? Weemon. <laughs> what I'm is like, going on? No, it was, a, it's just a really, it's a really great game. And like, it really just sucks you in. Like, you just want to go back and just play it. And like, like I said, one of the coolest things about this game is like, after I'm done with it, I can go back in and play one of the different routes to see if I can take this in a different direction. Yeah, and all the trophies, like, I don't know if you looked at the pause menu, but once you get your ledger, and you look at the different options, mm-hmm. you've got, like, what is it, Superstar Cop, Apocalypse Cop, Sorry Cop, Boring Cop, and then you could be Art Cop. Um, so, like, I think when you say anything, like, I am the law, you get, like, a trophy called, like, the Lawbringer. So you have to like like I got a trophy for saying sorry ten times and it's like you are the sorriest piece of shit. So like <laughs> I was like all that stuff like the art cop and sorry cop that's what I was doing. But like there's a part where like if you start saying the apocalyptic shit, like it'll like half light will start talking to you like it is time brother, it is time for the end. He starts talking like Cthulhu language like what the fuck is this now? What is going on here? No, it's just, it's, like I said, great game, really well done, totally worth the money. Big time. Totally worth the money. It's just really, really well done. And, like, I, my original impression was it was going to be, like, a dungeon crawler kind of detective story kind of thing. But, like, there's no, like, it's not, like, physical combat. It's just, like, all psychological shit. No. And that's, that's even the, that, I feel like that's the coolest part, is that when there is physicality... You have no control. It just happens to you. And it's like, fuck. I better be really careful about what I say and what I do right now. That's like one of the coolest parts. Fuck. This is a... I love this game, dude. Yeah. Trumpets. It's amazing. Trumpets. Horn. It's amazing. Hit the horns. 15 out of 10. <laughs> 25 out of 5. <laughs>